most competitive game of the series. That's what it was, and it produced a lead change for the first time in four games. In fact, there were two of them. Vegas getting a serious scare out of Vancouver before producing more third period magic. I'm Darren Millard. Nice way to start the week with a victorious edition of the VGK Daily Podcast. A 5-3 win in Game 4 positions the Golden Knights a win away from advancing to the Western Conference Final. And while the big picture is one of control, up three games to one, last night's result was dominated by drama. Vegas scored first and win a game for the eighth time in this postseason when taking a 1-0 lead. But a squeamish second that featured a pair of Canuck goals left the Golden Knights down entering the third. Vancouver's confidence, however, was stunted after the second intermission when Pete DeBoer's call for discipline was heeded by his troops, allowing the coach to roll all four lines and initiate a little game flow. Playing at even strength for the longest stretch of the night proved valuable and set up a momentum-changing shift by the stellar third line, inspiring a three-goal eruption in the final period's opening nine minutes. Max Pacioretty enjoyed his finest moment of the summer, recording the winner in his two-goal three-point night. Nate Schmidt initiated the fireworks in the third, with Chandler Stevenson and William Carlson adding goals for the VGK. It's the second five-goal game in the series against the Canucks for Vegas. The Game 4 fireworks helping erase penalty trouble in the opening 40 minutes that held Vegas back. Reaction. To the back-and-forth encounter in Game 4 from Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, and veteran Nate Schmidt, beginning with the thoughts of head coach Pete DeBoer. I really liked our start. Uh, I thought we could have had a few more in the first 20 minutes. Uh, I thought Markstrom made some big saves. And then, you know, in, in the second period, we took some penalties again, like last night. Got on our heels, lost some momentum, stopped doing some of the things we were doing that made us successful early. You know, so we talked at the end of the second about just getting back to our game, staying out of the box and and, and getting more direct and stopping at the net. And, um, you know, when we play that way, we, we can put a lot of pressure on teams. And we got rewarded for, for simplifying our game again in the third. We got into some penalty trouble in the, in the second period when we really get our our rhythm. Um, a five on five, I, I thought we were uh, controlling the game. So um, we stayed out of the box in the, uh, in the third period, uh, kind of took over the game. Um, uh, Tuck, uh, Cousins, and Roy have a great uh, ozone shift, and then Schmidt bangs it in, and um, we were off and rolling from there. We looked like and felt like we were probably the better team at five on five, but ran into some penalty, penalty trouble. And not only does that give their top guys opportunities to touch the puck and, and you know score goals and feel good about their game, but it kind of gets us off our rhythm as well. So um, we talked about that shift uh, between Schmidt, Johnny, and Tuckwa and, and Cuz, um, you know, that kind of jump-started the flow of things where we said we're going to roll them over now and we're going to play four lines and get back to our rhythm. And um, we just feel like we have too much depth, especially on a back-to-back to – not come back and play for a full 60 minutes uh, the way we know we're capable of, and, and that could be the difference tonight. Puck goes out high to the right. Schmidt shoots and scores! Third time's a charm for Nate Schmidt. Rifles it home. 3-3 tie. Three minutes into the third period. When we have a tough period, when we have 
uh, a 10 minute stretch there in the second when we're in the box a lot, you know, we get back in and our guys aren't, aren't happy with our performance. And that, that shows in a positive way. It shows that we have to be better. And we, and our group is, is, uh, is really good at recognizing when we're not getting everyone involved in the game and we're not having, you know, Revo and Will go out there and, 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 uh, create space for, you know, guys like myself to have an, you know, an extra play in the, uh, extra play in the rush, uh, in the rush, because that's just something that, um, you know, that really comes down to our group. And you look at how, you know, teams win and you, you got to find ways some nights, you have penalty trouble, but you have to be able to find a way to, to get your guys amped up and get going. I thought from the start of the third period, it was going to be, we were going to roll our lines over, um, try and keep up with us. That's kind of the idea that uh, you know, our guys wanted. And if you roll us over and roll us over and roll us over, it's hard to play against. Marc-Andre Fleury passed Hall of Famer Ken Dryden for sole possession of sixth place in career Stanley Cup playoff wins. Flower earning his third victory in three starts in this 2020 postseason. Marc-Andre made a handful of sensational saves, but still found himself trailing entering the third. Still, some of his best work was standing up to a Canucks power play that scored on its first two chances, but failed to put the game away when Vancouver had grabbed a one-goal advantage. Despite Robert Leonard's shutout 24 hours earlier, it wasn't surprising Fleury received the Game 4 assignment. For Pete DeBoer, having options in goal is a luxury. For teammates such as Nate Schmidt, it provides motivation to win for a popular teammate. And in the case of Fleury, last night boiled down to an opportunity. Puck around behind. It's a wraparound. Save Fleury. Rebound is loose. Battling. Glove save! Oh my goodness! Elias Pettersson stoned by Fleury at point blank range. How did he do that? I felt uh, those two weeks in early in the game. I think... Um... I don't know, a little jiggery, a little uh, moving a little too much and stuff. But um, by the second, I had a few more shots and um, started feeling better. And um, by the third, I thought you know, it was back to normal. And um, But also my teammates you know, played very well in the third, so they made my job easier there too. That's a big part of it. Guys have to want to play for you. And I knew with Flower in there tonight, the guys w would play hard for him. And, you could tell uh, going into the third that uh, that they were going to make a push, uh, you know, that they didn't like the spot that they had put him in in the second period with some of the stuff we did. So, um, you know, he's, he's such a, an important part of our group. And I think the effort the guys gave in a in a back to back situation, three and four nights in the third period, you know, showed what they think of him. Flower's a big part of our room. I mean, even if he's not starting, he's a huge part of our room. Um, so when he gets in there, you know, the guys are pretty, pretty fired up, especially in a back-to-back. And also, it's a playoff game. You know that there's no hiccup between, you know, when he jumps in the net from Robin from the night before. And it, I think just like I said, our group has always been someone or something of, of a really close group. And I think when a guy like he, uh, Flower goes in, he makes a couple great saves. I mean, both boys made some big saves early and he answered the bell as well. And it didn't look like he missed a step. And then when he starts, when he's on his game, he's starting to, you know, be flower and he's buzzing around making big saves. That just, it gets our, our bench, you know, fired up and uh, just, just excited to go out and get one for him, you know? And when you head into the third period, I think guys weren't happy with how we played the last 10 minutes of the second. And so it, it, the message was, it was more just, we get to our game here 
you know, we're going to be able to get one and, and, uh, you know, help flower get into the win category for, and help our team, you know, get a, get a three, one lead here. Being able to switch goaltenders, even after a perfect performance is a benefit. The golden Knights enjoy in a situation when the schedule presents back to back games, John Merrill played his first game since March. Pete DeBoer inserting the defenseman for Nick Holden in Game 4 as Vegas continues to spread the responsibility for success around. Merrill picked up his first point at the Stanley Cup playoffs in the third period comeback that had Schmidt smiling. The weekend sweep showcasing a significant advantage for the Golden Knights. The luxury of being, being able to put Flower in tonight uh, and get a game out of him like we did um, put uh, Johnny Merrill in tonight uh, and be able to roll four lines and, and keep our minutes at, at, a, at a reasonable level, I, I think is, is critical this time of year. So uh, I thought all those guys did a good job for us. And, um, you know, the, uh, the third line got us the, the big tying goal there to, to start the period, uh, you know, came up big uh, again for us, like they have uh, so far the entire playoff. Individually, we had some guys that maybe weren't as sharp as they were the night before, but but collectively, I just felt that you know it was our advantage with the fresh bodies we put in with Flower and Nat. I just thought, you know, we we had more fresh people in the lineup than they did, and and uh, we, you know, I, I feel like we've got more depth than them, you know, throughout our lineup, and and I knew that would eventually pay off. And now it's Pacioretty, two on one with Carlson. Pacioretty back to the left, in the middle of the shot, tipped toward the goal, they score! Vegas takes the lead, four to three. Max Pacioretty, his second of the day. Uh, everyone here is on the same page. You're not really expected to come in and be the hero. Um, we have such great depth that everyone just keeps talking about, it, and it's true. Uh, if you, you know, trying to find your game, whether it be coming back from injury or or just, you know, in the broad scheme of things, it's uh, you're not really relied upon to be uh, to do too much out of your comfort zone. And that's a nice feeling going into a lineup, knowing that, you know, your teammates are working for you to get back in the rhythm of things. But, uh, you know, you just don't, you know, you don't have to be a Superman out there. You just go play your game and do what you can to help the team win. You know, Patch alluded to this a little bit before. That when a guy comes into the lineup, he doesn't feel like he's got the weight on his shoulders to try and, you know, carry or try and do something out of his out of his uh, um, skill set or out of his realm of what he can do. And and Johnny's a guy, you know, he hasn't played for six months and steps into the game. And and I thought he played great, you know. And I I think you know in the third period when I scored, I was more excited that Johnny you know slides it over than anything. Um, you know, he's an unbelievable teammate and a guy that uh, works hard behind the scenes and puts in the work. And I just think that that's kind of been our. You know, RMO, um, you know, like I said, uh, guys don't feel that pressure when they come in because they know we have a great team and guys that they can rely on. So they come in and just be relaxed and be loose and play their game and, and just have some fun out there. And I think that's what you saw here with Johnny and with Brownie earlier in the, in the other series. It goes to, you know, being able to start two goalies in any series. It, it goes to being able to plug, you know, uh, John Merrill in the lineup uh, tonight as a fresh body or, you know, uh, you look earlier in the playoffs here, we, we've had contributions from Nosek and, and Brownie both came in and, and got big goals for us at different times. So it, it goes deeper than, than just what we're doing on a nightly basis. But this is a, a true, true team and everybody contributes.
Shea Theodore added to his team-leading point total, combining with his Blue Line brothers to score a six-point performance in the victory over Vancouver. Schmidt's goal marked the seventh time in 12 games in the bubble that a Vegas defenseman has found the score sheet celebrating a goal. Production like that, spread out among the seven that have played, is becoming a real trend. You know, I think we have a great group of, of D-men back there. Um, you know, we're, we're keeping it real simple. I know we want to chip in here and there. And, I mean, personally, I'm just trying to trying to do my job. I'm trying to, you know, jump into the offense. But, you know, at the same time, not really give up anything defensively. So, um, you know, I feel like when I can do that, I can be, uh, you know, most, most effective out there. Our defense is a, is a six-man unit. Um, you know, I think Jay Theodore is obviously turning into a Norris caliber defenseman. Um, you know, he makes big plays for us offensively, and um, you know, Nate contributes a big play for us. And um, you know, they're, they're, they're transporting the puck. I've, I've reiterated, reiterated, whoa, reiterated this a lot. Um, they're transporting the puck for us to, to, to control our speed. Um, we're not playing a slow game. Um, our deer making crisp plays, breaking out the puck well, and, and that leads to our transition. Uh, and no matter whether it's, you know, Shea Theodore or Zach Whitecloud, the fourth man's jumping in the rush, uh, and that's kind of why I think you see um, our defense getting rewarded. They're, uh, they're pushing the pace just as much as we are. It's been a big part of, of our offensive game is getting those guys involved, starting in our own end, and, you know, they, they really embraced that piece of, of how we want to play, and uh, you know, they're, they're, they're contributing every night for us, which you need this time of year. The third period scoring edge for Vegas is now up to double digits, dominating the final frame. And while the penalty killing unit was hit for a pair of Canuck goals, it was a positive story for the second straight night in holding the Canucks at bay, bending but did not give in in the end. Vegas is now 10-2 and two overall in the bubble. Go back to before the pause, the Golden Knights have now won 21 of the last 24 games played. But most importantly, Pete DeBoer's thrived when challenged by a compacted schedule. Tomorrow will mark the third game in four nights, but any fatigue will be countered by the reward of rest that a victory would provide by eliminating the Canucks in five games. More on that on tomorrow's edition, when the Golden Knights aim to advance by a second straight five-game series win. And if you haven't made plans for tomorrow night just yet, why don't you eat like a Golden Knight as you watch your Golden Knights play? A limited number of to-go packs are available at McKenzie River Pizza Grill and Pub for pre-order each playoff game. $50 gets you a large pizza, a couple of salads, lodge poles, and four seven five brewing company beers player favorite pizzas are also 15 percent off on game days call 702-916-2999 to order vegas wins 5-3 a return by flurry a comeback in the third period and control for the team in this second round of the stanley cup playoffs i'm darren millard thanks for listening to the vgk daily we'll chat again tomorrow